Hello, one and all, it's the Tycoon here, and you're joining me for Tea with the Tycoon podcast. I'm looking at all things business related, and the aim of this podcast series is to shine a light on niche areas of business that would normally be left for specialist research. So grab a cup of tea, and let's get ready to listen to our guests talk about their specialist area. Hello everyone, welcome to Vision Gain's podcast. Vision Gain is the fastest growing business intelligence provider helping to keep you informed of key changes taking place in your industry. We're based in London and we publish independent and insightful market reports produced by experienced analysts. I am Hadi Nakwi, Masters of Communication, part of the marketing communication sector, as well as I'm joined by my colleague, Lucas. Hi everyone, Lucas David. Lucas David, and we are joined by our key opinion leader, editor, and key energy analyst, Apostolos. Apostolos Terikas. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, no, 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 no. It's so nice being here. Thank you for taking the time out. We know how busy you are, it's, and you know, uh, this is going to be worth it. Yeah, I know. No, it's uh, it's really nice uh, to have the opportunity to talk about things that uh, I'm so interested uh, in. Good, because you've got an upcoming report about battery storage energy. Uh, right. Battery energy storage coming out very shortly. Yeah. And we want to get a little bit of a heads up about what your report is about. And more importantly, with your report, it addresses quite a few challenges which are going to be happening. That's in the true. That's true. Um, so first of all, what made you write about this particular sector? Uh, well, um, I think that um, the energy industry... Uh, uh, has a lot of uh, challenges and a lot of emerging trends which are really interesting to uh, analyze and to try to uh, give insights to, to people. And one of them, uh, one of the most emerging trends currently is the energy storage, uh, the energy storage technologies and of course the, how energy storage helps uh, the renewable energy technologies. Hmm. Mm. It's interesting you talk about renewable energy. Yes. Because no, in your no. report, you also detailed that there's been a wholesale mass price drop in lithium ion battery storage. Yes. Uh, it's, between it's, 2010 yeah. to 2018, it's gone down by 85%. 85%, right. So, what would make a potential investor or company owner attracted to going to renewable energies or technologies which could be far more expensive cost per cost versus? the tried and tested formulas that you've already got at the moment? Uh, well, um, to be honest, I wouldn't classify uh, energy storage uh, technologies as lithium-ion batteries uh, purely on uh, renewable energy technologies. I would say that uh, battery and storage te uh, technologies are a prerequisite to the spread of uh, renewable energy technologies and um, the reason why I say that is because they help and balance uh, the, the supply and demands of uh, uh, energy that is generated from renewable, renewable energy sources. Now, as far as uh, the maturity of uh, its technology is concerned and um, it's, really, it's a really good question asking why an investor would uh, go to a modern uh, technology. I would say that it's rational for an investor to stick to traditional sources of energy because the, the costs are already sunk, but 
On the other hand, there are modern solutions which uh, offer great capacity factors as it happens with floating uh, wind farm, uh, a, a floating offshore wind farms, which are having uh, greater capacity factors comparing to the traditional ones, and that helps the profitability of the projects. Can you give an example of the, the, the greater capacity? Because again, uh, well, well, uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, I'll try to explain it. Um, most of uh, the people uh, are excited about the capacity mm. of uh, an offshore wind farm, but uh, let's imagine the most technologically advanced wind farm in an area that there is no wind, right? It would it would be useless. So the capacity factor is the percentage mm. of the capacity that it is. Uh, it is it is uh, transformed into energy. So let's say if six out of ten days there is wind in the area, then the the wind farm operates and generates energy. That's a capacity factor. Floating uh, offshore wind farms have greater capacity factors because they can uh, be situated in. Uh, in areas not close to the coast, but even further, so the winds are stronger, they can uh, offer higher capacity factors and make the whole the whole uh, facility operating at higher levels. It's fa fascinating. <laughs> yeah, Apostolos, uh, you know, as you know, one of the challenges that, that uh, have faced the renewable energy sectors is storage, such as uh, solar and hydro batteries. Mm -hmm. And why have this been the case and what needs to be done? As, as I mentioned before, and it's, um, it, your question really helps me in, of, in order to provide uh, more insights to the people who listen uh, to mm -hmm. us. Uh, the, the, the key challenge of renewable energy technologies is the inter intermittency. Uh, uh, so it, if you have only a few days, if you, if you uh, as in the example of the the, the wind that is not blowing, if you if you if you don't have uh, if there are days that you don't have energy uh, provided by renewable energy source, you need something to balance this demand and the supply. And the energy store does exactly that. You can store energy at the days that you have surplus of uh, supply, and you can provide the energy. Uh, to the, the days that there is deficit or there is increased uh, demand. So uh, now uh, I, I don't know if uh, you have been covered by uh, that. That's why I think it's key to have uh, energy storage technologies. Actually, it's it's really really important to balance the uh, demand and the supply as it happens with traditional energy sources. Well, I mean, I think. We looked at costs originally. Um, do you think government grants would help to reduce the overall costs? You know, we used to have the energy, uh, I can't remember, the, the environmental uh, protection agencies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. giving government grants mm -hmm. and energy saving agencies out there giving yeah. grants for domestic boilers to reduce their costs. You know, maybe private sector, yeah. sector funding. Do you think that might play a factor? Yeah, as it happens with renewable energy uh, technologies and uh, that's actually the reason why they're starting to become a significant part of the energy market. The, uh, the necessity for uh, uh, governmental support uh, is, um, 
uh, it's, it's of great necessity, of great importance, uh, states to uh, provide incentives because the private private sector, private investors uh, would be reluctant to see their profits uh, uh, minimized and uh, passing on the cost to the consumers would have been catastrophic. So it is uh, the responsibility of states to regulate the market uh, and uh, in an efficient way and provide the economic incentives uh, to help to assist uh, that uh, transition to uh, modern uh, solutions as uh, energy storage technologies. And it's already happening in many countries. Uh, uh, even in the United States of America, um, although the current administration is not favorable, there are, there are uh, incentives as the production tax credits or the investment tax credits. Well, it's fascinating that you talk about it because it leads us to our final point, which is based on regulatory and mm -hmm. political uh, mm -hmm. perspectives. Uh, again, when we looked at what you were talking about a bit earlier in terms mm -hmm. of the, the energy storage, there is true a, a cross-border consensus that we need to look at different sources of energy, more renewable energy, mm -hmm. but the storage factor is always going to be a big issue, such as solar power still hasn't got that storage factor there. Yeah. Uh, I am looking at other countries which are well away more towards Asia at the moment, where you do you may not have a lot of wind, but you do have solar, such as African countries, uh, yeah. Asian countries, yeah. and they, they are providing little towns and village areas mm -hmm. with long-lasting uh, power. The problem that I, I don't know if this is going to be a big problem here, but do you envisage that there's going to be any kind of cross-border issues right across the Western world? For example, storage of, of uh, energy, distribution of energy, distributing it, who would have the main rights to the distribution of the energy? Um, would there be, you know, would it be worth looking at Europe? especially like you know from your area like France or uh, I believe you're from a Greek background yeah, yeah. Um, or will it be you know where, where you've got regulation and security but you know it may be too regulated whereas you may look at Africa where it's not regulated but you've got vast land where it's uninhabitable mm -hmm. that you can actually change it into into another industry yeah however the security factor may not necessarily be as stable as mm -hmm. you get in Europe or in North America what do you feel is going to, to be the sort of solutions to these kinds of political, regulatory, and far more importantly, the, the financial uh, elements to this kind of storage? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, first of all, uh, it is important to mention that uh, there are geographical restrictions and geopolitical restrictions in energy storage, as it happens, I think, with uh, all energy sources, uh, because uh, the most widespread technology uh, in uh, the most the most uh, preferred submarket is uh, the pumped hydro storage, which is uh, uh, directly linked to geographical uh, limitations. Uh, pumped hydro storage can only occur in lakes or at the most innovative form to mines. So there are countries with huge potential as the United States or the Canada and other with uh, other countries with uh, you know um, limited uh, capabilities um, also it there is a tendency to find energy storage technologies uh, where renewable energy 
uh, is already installed. There are projects that combine energy storage through batteries as lithium-ion, we mentioned before, with uh, renewable energy technology. So where renewable energy is widespread, probably we'll, we'll see that the uh, energy storage is uh, uh, widespread too. But uh, to my mind, it is really important to secure either from a regulator from a regulatory perspective either either from a political perspective or from economical perspective it is really important to guarantee that uh, re, um, energy storage technologies are going to be spread everywhere in the world because if we want to transition from the carbon dependent uh, era that we're currently in to uh, the era of uh, renewable energy technologies and lower carbon uh, uh, dependency, we need energy storage and we, and we need all countries to provide the, the, the incentives and the ideal conditions in order for energy storage to be functional and efficient. Uh, China, India are countries with huge demand and energy storage would let them uh, 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 would uh, let them cover a bit of this demand. We know how busy you are. Thank <laughs> you so much for, for, you know, we can see the time is rolling on. Um, basically, thank you again it, for taking it, this time out. Look it is really interesting for me to talk uh, for this thing. So it was, it, was, uh, it was such a pleasure being uh, here. Thank you. And again, uh, you know, uh, Lucas, the... the uh, sorry, what's the name of the report that we're looking forward to? Uh, the report uh, is called uh, um, is is the outlook of the uh, next generation energy storage uh, technologies and uh, the market analysis for the next decade, two thousand and twenty to two thousand thirty. Where do you, uh, Lucas? Could you tell the audience where they can get this report from? So you can find this report on our website, uh, visiongame.com, and you can, if you want, download some uh, sample pages to know. Yeah, you can download free sample pages or you can purchase the entire report from visiongain.com website. Uh, we thank Apostolos for his time Thank you now. very much. Thank, thank you. Please, if you do like this uh, podcast, share it out, spread the word, gain clarity, get Vision Game. I've been Harry Nakwi, this is uh, Lucas David, and thank you very much to our guest, Apostolos. Uh, Sarakas. 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 <laughs> <laughs>